Today we have a guest for you that we are so happy to have. He's a dear friend of the show. He's the author of Speculative Fiction and Magical Realism. He's currently writing book two of his series, Tales from the Dark District. And I can't tell you enough how much we enjoy spending time with CJ Enman. Welcome him to the show. Yay! Hey, good morning, good evening, wherever you guys are listening. Thank you so much, Angie and Christy, for having me. It's it's always nice to, to come back. And I've missed you guys. I missed oh. you too. Thank you for coming over. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. anytime, anytime. Uh, Is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about you or tell the listeners and the viewers? Well, apart from uh, from writing, I just like what you guys do, I also host a podcast. It's called Urban Fantasy PH, uh, where I interview local creatives here in Manila, since this is where I'm based. And I, I talk to them about their work, about their inspiration and their work process. Pretty much what you guys do in your own podcast, which is awesome. Oh. And... Uh, <laughs> And I'm 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 making sure that my bio is correct so that you know I don't get slammed through my bio. <laughs> Everyone dates you from the bio. <laughs> like, yeah, but so uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, and along with that, I I am also a voice actor, and so if my voice sounds croaky today, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I'm a little croaky myself. As long as today. I don't sound like Kermit the Frog. Right. As long as I don't sound like Kermit the Frog and start singing Rainbow Connection, I think we're okay. Could well, you? See, for some reason, <laughs> for some reason in the car driving home, I decided to do opera, which I'm not an opera singer, but I'm in the oh, car. Wow. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little hoarse. I was like, why is my oh that was a bad choice. <laughs> no Arias at 7 a.m. No. before coffee. Definitely. Yeah, not. but you can do scales after. I we can try. <laughs> Promise you we will stop the recording before any of us start singing. Promise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was to Madonna earlier and I'm sitting here, you know, breaking out in my <laughs> holiday. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Oh yeah. Serious. <laughs> Okay, serious. We do have some serious business for you all today. Yes. We're going to do our top 10, but today first five, but our top 10 fantasy. So basically, these are the fantasy novels that inspired us. Um, and I'm starting my list because of the way I read them as a child, how I was introduced mm -hmm. to them as a child. And that's where um, I kind of came up with my idea for what I wanted my top 10 to be. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not any, it's not, you know, based on, you know, anything other than what we found and fell in love with as children and adults and, you know, and continued on in our love for fantasy. So don't get mad at anybody, you know, as anyone. These are just our top 10. These are our favorite top and that's it. These are our favorite. So exactly. Just, and wow. everyone will always have their favorite at number one. So if in case our number one is not the same as your number one, that is Okay. As long as, you know, we still enjoy the books and you know, it, the books will always be giving us something that we can never get from anywhere else. So as long as the books does that, does that for us, then they've done their job and the authors have done their job. I agree. Uh, pretty, oh, we can sorry. all be friends and not have the same number one. Exactly. People from Star Trek and Star Wars can always be friends. And that's yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, OK, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, we can absolutely be friends. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Well, <laughs> true. How about the people in Arrakis? What's that? <laughs> okay, on with. Sorry, different top... genre. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start our top ten, and like, um, 
Angie said we are going to go top 10 to top six for today, and we'll have another episode okay. where we do our top five. But today, okay. our number 10 is, drumroll, the Yay. Shadow and Bone series by Lee Bardugo. Yes, Lee Bardugo, if you're a fan of the Grishaverse, and if you've seen the Netflix adaptation, there are two seasons over there. And if you're wondering, what is that all about? Well, it's a young adult fantasy adventure written by... Uh, American author Lee Bardugo. And uh, the novel basically follows Alina Starkov, and she's a teenage orphan who grows up in an inspired version of Russia, which is called Ravka. And um, she sort of like gets the shock of her life when she exhibits powers that she never thought that she knew. And the first three books of the series, which is basically the Shadow, the original Shadow and Bone uh, trilogy, uh, that's Shadow and Bone Book 1, Siege and Storm Book 2, and Ruin and Rising for Book 3 follows her rise from being who she is as a humble mapmaker into someone who can be a savior for Ravka. It's a great series, which I will um, honestly say that I have not read. I've watched the Netflix series, and I mm-hmm. it's great. Now, did you both read this? I didn't. I I didn't know, okay. and I started reading the. Um, I started watching the the series on Netflix. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm really excited because I hadn't been introduced to her before, and so ah. I'm really excited about reading reading her books because you know sometimes you have you you try to decide could you want to read the book first or do you want to watch the TV series first and then right you know, right if you watch this it kind of ruins it you know we we know all about that part of <laughs> like certain series and uh, so. Yeah, I'm trying to decide. So, should I read the books first, or should I watch the series first? We are well. The, the yeah. The the interesting part about the the series is that they fused um two different books together, which is the first trilogy, characters from the first trilogy, and the other duology, which is called Six of Crows. And that's why for for people who've read the first three books would say, why are those other three characters mm-hmm. from 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 Kirch, which is like okay. the the Amsterdam version of of that world uh, is doing in that series because they're not supposed to be there. They're supposed to be in their own land with their own set of stories. But they've successfully merged these two um, the, these these two sets of characters together, and I I and so I so enjoy the series, okay. and uh, I, I do hope that still it will be renewed for a third season. If Netflix uh, has finally decided that they're not going to renew that show, and let's, I do hope that either Amazon Prime gets it or or Hulu gets it or, I don't know, some other network would get it. So fingers that. crossed. Now, how old were you when you read the series, CJ? Um, I got into, I got introduced to, to the series actually a little bit late, uh, a year after, a year after it was published. I kept seeing it in the bookstores, mm-hmm. but, when I started working in the radio station, which I'm not anymore, um, she was supposed to be one of the guests in the morning show. And oh. I figured, okay, I, and I figured I need to read her books because I've always been curious about it. And, and this is about Russia, which I know nothing about back in the day. And, and, I re- and, I, and I read book one and I brought book two for her to sign. And so let me look for that book that she has signed for me. This is... This is book one over here. This is the the hardcover. And she signed it here. Yay! Yeah, steel steel is steel is earned. And then and then I was reading book two uh, at that time. And so I had her sign book two as well. 
You bet. Yeah, and that's what she says. Oh, her handwriting is beautiful. Yeah, name too. You're so lucky. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So it's like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) I will always treasure these books. Yeah, definitely. Oh gosh, thank you for introducing her to me. Yeah, no, definitely. Now, one thing that I'm very curious about is when you read the books and then you saw the series on Netflix. Did you find that the casting was well done? The casting was perfect. The casting was perfect. Nice. Uh, We we couldn't look for a look for a better cast. I know that the ethnicity of the actors came into play with changing the the ethnicity of the characters in the show. And um, I, when they first casted Alina, Alina was not supposed to be Asian. Um, Alina is basically, you know, she's supposed to be blonde. Oh. And so when they explained that Alina in the show is half Shu, and Shu is sort of Chinese in, 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 in the books, I figured, okay, this is their way of getting the message across about, you know, uh, people's ethnicity and a little bit of discrimination there. So I figured, okay, you wanted to get that theme across. And so you need to change the ethnicity of the characters. I got it. I understood it and and I was all for it. Nice. And it, I like that. It didn't yeah. it, it never got in the way of of enjoying the show. It yeah. actually deepened uh the message and the core of the show that they wanted to, you know, uh put across. That's good. That's awesome. I think that we have a fun fact about this this series and it when entertainment weekly questioned Lee bardugo about the inspiration for her series she said in most fantasy darkness is metaphorical it's just a way of talking mm-hmm. about evil and darkness falls across the land and a dark age is coming whatever but i wanted to take something figurative and make it literal so the question mm-hmm. question became what if darkness was a place? What if the monsters lurking there were real and more horrible than anything you'd ever imagined beneath your bed or behind the closet door? And I feel like she did that. Like, I mean, just watching the Netflix series, like, I mean, the dark is just, it's literally there. So yeah. that's cool. Right, yeah, yeah. That, which, which which became the Shadowfall. Um, a little yeah. addendum to that. She, um, she, she got that idea actually at... Um, Early in the morning, I'm not sure if it was it was a friend's house or it was actually her house. But she woke up early in the morning, I, I just you know to get a cup of coffee or whatever, and she thought she heard noises in the house. So and she tried to push them off her off her mind and say, no, 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 there's 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 no burglar in the house. I'm not being robbed or anything. But what if it was not a burglar? And what if it was the darkness talking back to her? That's that's, that's where that so came from. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Either way, very cool. So, yes. Awesome. So that is our number 10. Our number 10, yes. A good number 10. We like it. A good way to start. Yeah. Our number nine is The Inheritance Cycle by Christopher Paolini. Now, that's a great one. Yeah, that's mm. the one my, my, I found that one because my, um, my oldest son fell in love with Aragon as a child. And so, of course, I had to read my child's book. <laughs> because it was about kids, right? I just remember reading the book and just falling in love mm. with it. Basically, it's the um, inheritance uh, cycle, uh, which is written mm-hmm. by Christopher Paolini. And the first book was Aragon and his dragon, Sephira. I just recall it kind of took me back to the magic that I felt when I was reading fantasy. So I grew up reading fantasy as a child. And then when I got older, I drifted away and started reading romance and some other genres. Mm-hmm. Always fic, but, you know, not the high fantasy that I found in love with as a child. 
And that, that book brought me back to that. It was really impactful in that way. And then what was really great was the fact that it introduced my children to the same fan fantasy world, you know, and so yeah. they were able to kind of feel that love that I felt for it. And, um, and so that was, that was what was really nice about, um, about Christopher Pullman's book. So um, I don't know how you all felt right. or fell in love with them. I, I fell in love with book one, but I have to admit that after book one, I have yet to progress on and completely finish the entire thing. Um, I do remember that when it first came out, it was supposed to be uh, the Inheritance uh, Trilogy. Mm -hmm. And then later on, when I found out that he sort of changed it and, and said that it was too too long to be completed in a trilogy, that's why it became four books. So, you know, he yeah. changed that to, to, to cycle and it's uh, it's a quote. Would you call it a quadrilogy? Because I know what that's what they call it in films. It's just like, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, like like the alien the alien films. They they call it the quadrilogy. So it's like, uh, okay, yeah, there's something weird about that. But I, I feel like uh, that like when they try to name it like past trilogy, the words are just weird. So just call it book four and we're good, right? But but um, yeah, I'm the same yeah. way as you, Angie. My kids were actually starting to read it, and I picked it up because dragons. And uh, yeah, it was really a really good series. So I love when that happens, when your kids are reading something that you pick up and you're like, oh, wait, this is really good. And I find that happens a lot, actually, with them um, because of the action in it. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like YA, at, especially at that time, YA was like action filled, action packed, whereas the, it was on the rise. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, right. the, and the, the adult stuff that I was reading was nowhere near as action filled and like dramatic and emotional as what I was reading for the kids section of it. Mm -hmm. So it was a great time for, mm -hmm. for that kind of, of that. Yeah, that's how I found a lot of my books. Back it there. was, it was. Yeah. And, and, and when I found out that, uh, that Christopher Paulini released that book first, when he was, uh, when he was 17, was it? Yeah, because crazy. I know that he was in his, college his parents, or whatever. His, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. It's like, I wasn't doing any of that when I was 17. Well, yeah. lucky for him, his parents owned a uh, printing company. And so he was able to do that. And this is before Knopf picked it up. But nonetheless, it's still a feat. Uh, and it's something to crow about to, to release a book uh, when you're 17. Mm. And in addition to that, let me add, that was also <laughs> the first book that I I had to file leave for and did not go to work because I wanted to finish it. <laughs> wow. I told my I told my boss I'm running a fever and I couldn't go to work. And it's, you know, I, my temp my temperature was this and this, but uh, I I think I will do better tomorrow if I'm able to come to work tomorrow. I'll do that. Oh yeah, sure, sure. You have enough leaves to consume. You have you know you rarely been absent, so feel free to use one of the one of the ten that you have there in your list. Okay, fine. I love it. Oh my god. That's a great way to remember that book for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the secret's out. <laughs> I finally leave to finish a book. <laughs> now funny. we know. Yeah. Well, then boss, yeah. Whoever your boss is right now, be careful if he asks for leave. You know he's doing. That's all. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not sick. He's just he's just at home finishing Dang. a thick hardback. If someone is reading a good book, they should be able to come. You know, there should be a a, a day for that, like a day for that. Because it happens. Sometimes you shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, maybe you shouldn't start a book at midnight and expect to get up at five. Maybe you shouldn't. You should have better choices than that. But it happens sometimes. It really does. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes. Just what I recently did. Um, I, 
Another thing. I didn't, I didn't, exactly. Um, I'm. I'm. This is like a side side story because I just finished it. Um, I finished the Percy Jackson, the first book, uh, in two days. So it's like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> and then back in the day, I finished all three Hunger Games book uh, in just a week. <laughs> I was like Good swiping. Swiping left and right on my e-readers. <laughs> oh, don't call wow. me. For, don't call me for lunch. Don't call me for dinner. I need to finish this now. <laughs> like I mean, that's the thing. Like I, there are some books like, and I'm gonna say Twilight because at first it was my kid's book, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. actually it wasn't even my kid. It was my downstairs neighbor's daughter had oh, okay. introduced me to Twilight. I had never heard about them, and I binged one book a day until i finished oh, wow. the entire one series. book a day one book a day i would go okay, to and you get the trophy now let me let me get a trophy and reach it over and give <laughs> right? it to I, was like, and I was like these are really really good these are really good like and i did i i, I that I, last I, book is quite hefty so wow like yeah it was nice i don't even breaking know breaking dawn was a thick one yeah definitely but yeah one okay we're so good. are we doing a ya are we doing a ya countdown as well yeah we <laughs> should at some point, point right we're gonna have to yeah yes put twilight in and then and then we'll phone stephanie Meyer and say hey guess what <laughs> i don't know if she feels like it let's go but um okay so yeah. to go back to our original aragon uh just yeah. for those fans of uh of that series of the inheritance cycle series um, just to let you know that on July 25th, 2022, it was reported that mm. a live action television series adaptation of Aragon was in early development with Disney Plus. Yes. With Paolini serving as co-writer on the series. So fingers crossed that that really Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank Love you, that. Disney Plus. You picked up on yes. Percy Jackson. Thank yes. you for doing that. Yes. And thank you for doing that as well. Yes, uh, totally agree. So we're moving the fact on. That, oh, I'm sorry. I just love oh. the fact that he's able to work on, you know, the series I, with them, that he's like a co-writer because I don't know. I think that's just really important that people be able to have their own voice and, mm-hmm. and adaptation of it. I don't Every know. author's I think, dream, I think. Mm-hmm, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Number eight is the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind. Yes, by the late Terry Goodkind. (laughs) Terry Goodkind. Yes, yes, yes. So it's it's basically a series of 21 um, sword and sorcery novels and six novellas uh, written by uh, Terry. And it follows the protagonists, Richard Cipher, Kayla Damnell, the confessor, uh, Michi, Kara, and Zidicus Zulzarander <laughs> on their quest to defeat the oppressors uh, who seek to control the world and those who wish to unleash evil upon the world of the living. Uh, and the series is uh, set in a world that's divided into two major regions, New World and the Old World. The New World consists of three lands in the Westland in the West, uh, Dahara in the East, and the Midlands uh, between them. And uh, Dahara is ruled by the magically gifted member of the Rawl family, while the welfare of the Midlands is decided by Council of Representatives led by the Mother Confessor, who is also the leader of the Confessors. Yeah, yeah that sounds And um, I don't know if uh, you guys have seen the series? I the, the read adaptation. it because when I was it reading was the... See at one time. Um, oh. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Really, there was a TV adaption of it. I yeah, two seasons. It. It's called Legend of the Seeker. Oh, yeah, I don't know if it's is it still available anywhere. I don't know. Um, no, they've stopped. They, they've stopped for two seasons, but 
Let yeah. me see if I I know I have the DVD. I that was one series I fell in love with, mm. and I had to bug my sister like, since you're going there to the US, please grab me a copy of of season one. And then when she went back the year after, now you got me season one. Please get me season two. <laughs> It's nice to have family that travels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I was reading yeah. the books too, as um, because I was looking at the name Richard Cipher. I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. I remember this one. Yeah, and I did enjoy it. I really did enjoy it because I was kind of when you had mentioned the sort of truth, I was like, I think I confused him with another um author, and I was like, I don't think I read it, but I did. So yes, now you. Now you did, yeah. I did, yeah. I did. It's, but it was one of those I read when I was like, I think in I was pretty young, um, oh, well, younger than I am now. And um, so I'm trying to remember. I just have this generalized feeling about it. You know? So that's one of the books I should probably go back and read again. I know this is what this series, the, this top ten, is doing for me too. Like just building my TBR. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Our, so our, our TBR never gets never gets diminished. Never gets diminished. Mm-mm. It keeps building. It does. Well, and that's the nice thing about ones that were written so long ago and that maybe you read as a child is that you can go back and mm-hmm. you probably won't remember part of it. so it's still gonna it's gonna feel like you're reading it for the first time again which is for the first time yeah right. yeah or you see it differently too you know because you've got some life experiences and and maybe a character that you didn't appreciate you'll appreciate more because yeah. choices that you've seen or mm-hmm. made or heard of or whatever like I love rereading something that I read when I was younger and it in a different light mm-hmm. there was this one book that i had it was a fantasy novel um by um one of my favorite authors i bought the book and i started to read it and i was like oh no and so i put it aside and then like a year later i went to the store and i bought a book and i thought okay I'm re-. and so i started reading it and i was like wow this is the best book ever and then i put it on a shelf right next to the one that i had bought the year before and it was like just Within a year, I had changed so much that one, I didn't remember that I had bought the book already. So now I have two copies, right? But two, what I didn't like about it the first time I read it, I totally just loved it the second time. And it's so weird how that happens where you know you're just changed i know i know it, it does it does it does it, it does it kind of explains why a publisher would maybe like not like a book and another publisher would like it you know like it's totally like the, the situation surrounding you and what's going on and what you like at the time at the moment but yeah i'm um I, when netflix used to be you know like those cds that they mailed home i used mm. to get the same movies over and over again so i was banned by my husband for choosing the movies because i would just reorder the same ones because they sounded so good so i kind of did the same thing <laughs> is you angie i would just order the same one over yeah. and over and, and over. i remember that we saw them so you know yeah i don't know what it says about me but that's besides point but the you one guys thing are that... making me miss blockbuster video oh right? when you oh. didn't look around and figure out what you wanted look at that yeah, yeah. oh my yeah. god you you kids listening better look it up. What is Blockbuster <laughs> what video? Is Blockbuster? We're not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> what is Blockbuster rather? But yeah. When you had to leave your house to watch a movie. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, and that's sad. It was so sad. You, have to... you know, you had to go and the oh, yeah. it's actually in stock because someone else may have rented it out. Exactly. Or rent them out and exactly. Them back, so you're waiting. That, oh, that's yeah. why you became friends with the guys at Blockbuster that worked there. Cause then you could say, yeah. like, just save it for me because I'll be right there. Like that was important. <laughs> like you were in the know if you knew the guy that was working at Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And you have the choice either watch it on VHS or if you're if you're fancy, laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> remember that oh my god oh and then rewinding the tape at the end yeah no 
getting charged mm -hmm. the dollar because we didn't remember that. Okay. Um, the one thing that I, I really loved about the Sword of Truth series is that the confessors are actually women, which is mm -hmm. yay, women power. That was mm -hmm. kind of cool. But um, yeah, that was a, a good one. When did you first encounter it? Okay. Um, I actually encountered it when I first heard of the show. I didn't know that it was an adapt adaptation of the Terry Goodkind uh, books because the only Terry that I knew back then was, sorry, not Goodkind, but Terry Brooks. And so I figured, oh, this is another Terry in, in this in this uh, genre. So, all right. Uh, and then when I found out that it was based on a, on, a on, on a series of books, that's when I started reading and I figured, okay, I'm, I'm enjoying the books. And at the same time, criticizing the TV series. Why did you take this out? Why did you not include this set of people? They're in the books. Why are they not in the show? But of course, that's how, that's how adaptations are. It is an adaptation. It's not a word per word exactly. um, you know, yeah. retelling of that in, in, in movie form or in visual form. Although sometimes they do make mistakes. Like, I mean, the Perry, uh, Percy Jackson series made that mistake and it just you know, never caught on because they took out some of the best characters that people love. So you got to be careful. Exactly. You really do. Exactly. But um, I, I heard that, that Rick Riordan is is one of the, well, I don't know if he's written all of the episodes, but he's definitely on the producer level for the show. So right. I guess if you're producer level of the show, you have a say on how things are going to get made and, and which ones should be put in, which should be taken out. Mm -hmm. So he says that fans of the books are going to be enjoying the series. So okay. I'm looking for a more faithful adaptation than the movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Something at, at, on December yeah. 20. Something like yeah. a, a Harry Potter adaptation, you know, where like she had total control over what was going on and it, it showed. Exactly. The um, they are planning of doing that again on a TV series. Hmm. So I was like, mm, it's a little too soon for me. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I'd rather that they, yeah, I'd rather that they not, you yeah. know, not you know, not touch the property yet. I think because some things are better left. Yeah, don't touch them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you'd like to that. Anything else about Terry Goodwin, <laughs> <laughs> Terry Goodwin and the Sword of Twin series? Very good kind. Um, good, let's good kind see. Kind. All once. I remember is that the show <laughs> aired in 2008 and... You know, it only lasted for two seasons. I, I, I do hope. Well, I, back then there was even a petition. I know I signed for it that, you know, renew the show for season three, but it didn't happen. So I know they're really good. Yeah, I mean, it was so sad back in the early days because they would have these really good fantasy or sci-fi shows that would come out. And then they would just like one season, they oh, just cut, you know. And I fight. <coughs> yeah, <Right>? absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho, Jericho. Yes. Uh, no, space I above agree. and beyond. Do you remember that one, Space Above and Beyond? No, yeah, but yeah, that sounds like a cool beyond. title that I should oh, look up. So good, so good. Like, yeah. well, Firefly Forever. Sorry. Yeah, oh, Firefly. Okay. At least there you they go, can, Firefly. At least we got Serenity. At least we got. And then there were shows that yeah, went on for too long. We, we can get. We, we should do a whole episode on just stuff like that. But that's not books. But whatever. Now, yeah. CJ. <laughs> Would you tell people to read the books first or to watch a television series first? There's always going to be a debate for that. I mean, oh, I, why should I even read the books when I can watch the show? Mm, no, no. <laughs> but it, it's never going to be the same. Mm -hmm. So for me, whatever you have access to first, go check that out okay. and use the and use that original source material to complement maybe the medium that you can check out after something like that. So I, I like it. Good answer. Good answer. I like it. See, see, politically correct answer. <laughs> <laughs>
There is both <laughs> ways of seeing it. So good answer. Good answer. Okay, we are going to move on and we are going to go to number seven, which is uh, the number seven. Magician, the Rift War Saga by Raymond E. Fife. Oh, this yes. is my favorite. Like one of my favorite. Take it away. Favorite, favorite, but it's like high on my list of favorites. So this was like the book I read after, like it was number three. So there was like that kind of led me into fantasy. And uh, mm -hmm. and so this was my number three that I found after the other two. So I think it was in high school. And I don't know if someone introduced me or because I had fallen in love with this other series, which is going to be on our list as well. So that's why I'm not mentioning it. But I wanted a, another high fantasy. I just the magic and the the hero's journey, that kind of thing that goes with it. And I found uh, the magician by Raymond E. Feast, and it's the first book in the Rift War saga and the Rift War cycle. And so, magician. So it was just this thick, and I, mm. I, I, I have okay. I'm looking for it, but <laughs> it's probably in one of the other bookshelves. Anyway, um, but it was like this thick. It was huge. And oh my gosh, I must have read, I've read that four or five times over the course of my lifetime, because this came out in 1980. It was just one of those things where you're transported, just transported into this whole nother world, this whole other, I mean, he did a fabulous job of world building for this. It's so in-depth. I mean, and I've read I, most of the books because every time they would come out, I would be there. Like mm -hmm. every year I would be there buying the, the next book in the series. Nice. And through him, his kids, and then I think maybe even like the grandkids that won't be there. <laughs> 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 over a period of time, you know, and the characters are getting older. The kids, you know, they start out as kids and then they get older and, you know, you're following their journey through, through their life. And uh, it was so good. I think I need to pick this series up. It's one of them that I did not read, but just hearing you talk about it, like in the passion that you have for them, like I want to pick up book one right now. Like I, I know it. I know it is infectious. Um, that's that's one of the series that a friend of mine told me that. Oh, since you read, you know, fantasy and you like high fantasy, you like you like dragons and dungeons and magic users and stuff like that. You should be reading Raymond Feist. It's like okay, I'll put him in the list. And now I just got reminded. So he's moving up in my TBR list. Yeah, well, I didn't know that they had made an adaptation of that they were turned into comic books. Um, and so apparently Magician's Apprentice um, was released by Dabble Brothers Productions and Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm. And their six issues were released as a graphic novel. That would be book. cool, actually. I should pick that yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd see these uh, in, in the bookstores, but I you know having no introduction to them whatsoever it's like i'd rather be introduced to them uh as a book rather than a graphic novel and read the graphic novel once i'm done with the book agree yeah i mean my sister and i we were in love with these characters in Aww. love with these characters like both of us you know there were some books that my sister re reads and there's some books that i but we both read read him and like we would fight over who got to read the book like you know, <laughs> that's so cool i'm the oldest i usually won you know <laughs> Angie, like you should get 10% of all the sales that, that they get from like this episode because like I am so buying these books now like you well, still see cool like, my, my kid was very lucky that he didn't get named Jimmy the Hand okay <laughs> Jimmy the Hand well he kind of did because his middle name is James you know Jimmy and James <laughs> does he know that <laughs> He does now. <laughs> you know what? I never, it, I never mentioned it to anybody. My husband. 
Everybody knows your secret is out. It is now. Like, <laughs> well, you're yeah. the editor of this, so if you don't want anybody to know, you know, it's snip, snip. I mean, I, I could, but you know what? Just, you know, there's, there's, there's another book that I happen to have a tattoo of. That, you know, uh -huh. there are some things that you just love and you can't help but love them. And Jimmy the Hand was my, one of my- Your my, guy. Yes. Yeah. We know now. Like, <laughs> anytime, anytime, anytime that there's a character named Jimmy in one of um, Angie's books from now on, we will know. It's because <laughs> beloved character. We will know. We will know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, was yeah. that the same hand in- uh... <laughs> <laughs> Lurch and uh, the hand. And... <laughs> now we know his name is Jimmy. <laughs> How did you put those two together? That was awesome. I love it. I love how your mind works. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But anyway, to conclude our number seven um Raymond Feist Rift War saga, just to let you know that um in February 22 uh, 22 it was announced that six studios had obtained the rights to the first six books in the art. So fingers crossed, might come back as another yeah. adaptation. You never know. Oh gosh, that would be so fun. That would be fun. I, mean, I, I love the fact that they're coming out with like all these that I loved as a child are coming mm -hmm. out in like movie form or series. Yeah. And it's so like fun seeing that. All this streaming and all this te television is making it so that they're looking for series, you know, and uh, they're picking up the great right. ones. So it's mm -hmm. really like, I mean, how often do you guys go see a movie anymore? You know, like I'd much rather watch what's on Netflix or Prime or, you know, they're doing great stuff, amazing stuff. So, and I love the fact and, that and, they're and, like, and storytelling wise, they're able to pace themselves a little bit better. Yeah. And yeah, because in the movies, you have to, you know, scrunch Condense. everything together. Yeah. 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 So or or you end up sitting there for three hours, which is not always comfortable to be in a movie movie theater for three hours, you know? So I would rather, like what you were saying, CJ, like just watch eight episodes that make more sense. But if it's the extended <laughs> version of all Lord of the Rings films. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I know. I know. Which my sister kept falling asleep on. So she would like fall asleep and she'd oh, wake no. up. And then she'd make me rewind it. And so we kept rewinding it. It like would take, oh, double the time to just watch because three hours, three hours, right? Rewind. When did you fall asleep? It's been like 15 minutes. That makes for a very long night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Lord of the Rings. So, you know. You do you it. Watch you're right. It's you, like you do what you gotta do for the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And each, and each every time that you rewind it, your Elvish gets better. It really does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> <laughs> do they have Elvish on Duolingo? Could we start like, studying oh, it? Oh, I, I, I want to. I want to. We do. We do. I will meet yeah. with you. We will we will pick a day and a time and we will talk Elvish to each other if they have that. If we have to learn it. We definitely have to learn it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We're good. Exactly. We're not nerds though. We're not. Okay. Oh no. Oh no, we're not. No, we're just bookish people. Exactly. And moving on, our final um, series for this episode is a song of. Ice and Fire by George R. R. Martin, which and my cat not. says it all. That's right. yeah. um, so I'm wearing the right cap today. Yep, um, great <laughs> series. I can't. I don't even think words describe um, how how great, amazing that series is. Um, you know, it's so funny because I was introduced to the books. I read the book first. Mm -hmm. No, so mm. and that was the thing. It was like the people who read the books, and then the people who come in later and they watch the TV series, you know. And 
the books are, I love the books because one, they were thick and meaty yes. and like you can get lost in those wor worlds yeah. and it like two or three days, like I'm a fast reader. Yeah. And so, you know, it would at least take me like three days in order to finish one of his books. And, wow. Okay. <laughs> and I would like read, <laughs> but, and, and then I would like read them every year. Like, I, but I, it was weird because I read, I would read them, but when, after I, the first time I read them, like every year I read, but I would start out with the last one because the next book would be coming out. So I'd read that mm -hmm. and then I would read the book before that. And so I read them backwards to understand why I would do that. But that's, that's the way I read <laughs> I, I read them backwards. I have to, <laughs> it's all good. But I, I have to admit to picking up the very first one, the very first book, multiple times. I have to say, I am not an innate a fantasy reader. And mm -hmm. I picked up that book and I read the first chapter and the names, first of all. And then he did, I feel like the very first chapter of the very first book, he did everything that everybody says, don't do when you're a writer, you know, like introduce 50 people, start with people talking in a situation and a world that you don't know. Like I was lost yeah. so many times and I had to pick it up three or four times and say like, no, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Everybody's saying it's so good until I actually start. And then once you get past that, it's just like, oh, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, it's everything. Interesting that you should mention about the names and the places, Christy, because I'm I'd like to I I'd, I'd like to think myself as a voracious reader, but I'm more of someone who came in late uh, with fantasy. And when my cousins were reading, you know, fantasy books back in high school, I felt that it was the kind of genre that I could never get into because of the names. Too many names for people, too many names for places. And I don't think I would be able to remember all of it. And so just give me a simple book with just a few names and just a few places. And I'm good with that. But, you know, I mean, after that, you know, growing up and, and realizing that there's there's something to be said about being able to retain those names <laughs> and, 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 and finding joy. Uh, in the creation of these of these places and and world building, so it's like okay, I take it back. I should have started reading fantasy when I was in high school. <laughs> There's you gotta admit, like I mean, some of the names are so complicated. I think I I remember names when I you know like it's like you read them in your head, and some of these names in some fantasy books are so hard to even pronounce, even if I'm pronouncing them in my head that I just can't right. remember them, and that becomes a problem for me. But once you do start reading. Martin's books and then you start because he does points of views mm -hmm. and, and when you do point of views like that there's always I find anyways when I'm reading that there's always one point of view that I'm like that's the one I really care about and the other ones mm -hmm. like let's just speed through them because I just want to get to the next point of view right right never, that never ever happened it was just whatever whatever you give me I'll read like I will I'm not looking to go to the next person I'm not looking to go to the next story I'm just loving what you're telling me right now so that was awesome and, uh, you know yeah. and I, I like that uh, the rotating point of views a lot because there are some characters that I love more than others and mm -hmm. you know Aria and then and the <laughs> and but you know but every character you know they have their own journey and i love the surprises i mean we all well everyone who watched the the series and no. you know and the little changes and so there were changes throughout that were not in the series that um mm -hmm. are in the book 
Yeah. And it's complete in some ways different. Like the feel is different too. Like the characters develop differently. My relationship with the characters on the TV series and the relationship that I formed with the characters in the book, it's it's different, even though it was all based on the same, you know, the same world. And um, and so yeah, I mean, still waiting for Mr. Martin because yeah. I just like that last cliffhanger, a cliffhanger <laughs> with Jamie. I'm just like, <laughs> I know. And and like, I mean, he did promise that he would finish it, but um, it, he just needs to finish it because the way that it was ended on TV cannot, I repeat, cannot be the way that it actually is. Not offended. No, there's no yes, way. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. But the, the showrunners did say that if when Daenerys flipped, if that was not a, a selling point for you, then the whole ending would not have been something that you would warm up to. And I guess they were right. Yeah. So up up until you saw that, or up until you 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 accepted that 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 was how it's supposed to be, then you know we're just gonna be waiting for George's ending and see and see what ending which ending is 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 much much better. Um, I still would have wanted to see Lady Stoneheart. Yes. Yes. And why didn't that happen? Like where exactly? I was waiting for that. You know what? When I was looking at um, the actresses, um, I'm not sure if it was her Instagram account or it was Lena Headey's Instagram account where she put a series of stones in the shape of a heart. I was like, okay, we're getting her the next season. And then we didn't. Fine. Mm. So yeah, why even teach? Like- oh, there are so many things that, you know, you can't put everything in a series, a TV series, you know, it's just but, not possible. But, but can't there's- you? You know, like they, they were doing a series on television where you knew that you had like X number of episodes per year. I feel like, okay, it cost them a fortune to make this series, but how many people bought HBO just so that they could watch this on television? I feel like yeah. they have no excuse to not put everything in. You know what I mean? Like, because the series yeah. is beloved by those who have, re- have read it, and it's a, it's just a an oversight, maybe a shame. I don't know how to describe it best. True, well, true. And, that last and, and yeah, the last season they could have added two more episodes to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, why? Why you you had the budget, you had the fans behind you, yeah. uh, and and people who are just starting to catch up and yeah. realizing that this show is a phenomenon. Yeah, and why not have added and stuck to your regular ten episodes per season? Yeah, no. So why crunch it down to eight? So well, I don't my know. problem with the the rut because it felt rushed. You know her flip in yeah. the end. You know, spoiler guys, if you haven't watched it. <laughs> For those but, who have you know, not, if, please. Right, like I mean, if if they wanted that to be the ending, there should have been clues throughout, letting us yeah. know that this was coming. Like there was no foreshadowing. There was no warning that she was suddenly going to exactly. Happen. Right? Like, there was nothing to there, make it seem plausible. I mean, it didn't, it was like, what in the world? Although the people were saying that there were clues, we as viewers did not see the clues. Oh, so it's our fault now. Oh, right? Like, I, there were no clues. I'm sorry. Whoever thought there were clues, no. You, they were like hidden yeah. clues, like really, really hidden. Really deep. Was, really, really deep. Yeah, it was, it, it was way too hidden. Way, <laughs> too it was way past Mordor. Show your shirt. Yes. <laughs> Funny how when it's like on television and we, we don't see the clues, it's the, the viewer's fault. But when a, a reader doesn't see the clues, it's the author's fault. So yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Whatever, dudes. But okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything else? Heads are going to roll. There's so much to say about this. Um, this 
book series that I think that we can only scratch the surface in a, in a top 10. Uh, but if there's anything I, else. It's still like, I love this series so much. And I so, so want it to see the books come out so much. How, how, have you started or did you even bother with the prequel with the, with the TV series with the house of the dragon? Um, I watched the TV series. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah. And I was liking it. And then, um, the shift changed from like the older character came in and, um, and then I was starting to get it. Cause you know how you have to get used to the actors playing it, you know, it's the same character, right. Right. Different actors and stuff and getting into it. And then I think there was something else that came out. And for some reason, I completely, and I left, like, I think I only have like one or two episodes left in the, in the house of dragons. And I kept, okay, I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to go back to it. And then I didn't, and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Where that, you know? How about you? Um, I, 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 try, I, I tried watching it. Uh, what I didn't like about it is that the character they aged the characters too fast. Mm -hmm. Just when you were starting to warm up to the character as a child, mm -hmm. child princess, the next episode she turns into you know a teenager, so like, yeah. or, or or someone who was about to get married. It's like, yeah. why age them that quickly? You could have just, if you really wanted to draw people in slowly but surely um and knowing knowing that season eight was rushed why even do that with this prequel and you know you could have made it right but i don't know yeah. uh, i'm well, not as excited i'm not as excited with season two so i'm more excited excited with the other shows and sorry on a different network <laughs> well i think that's why for me too i mean because i was i was falling in love with those younger characters and i i mean the, yeah the, the lead actress she was phenomenal she, yeah. Yeah. she was she was and i like that last where she comes walk you know with covering blood and it was, I was like you like it was so good and i'm like was. yeah but i'm starving for anything game of thrones so whatever you give me I'm, i'll watch you know what i mean like if rr <laughs> martin george rr martin could finish the series i would be reading that instead of watching on television but anything game of thrones at this point is just like candy yeah yeah and you know, and I love the fact because back in the early 90s and whatnot, they never, I mean, it would, you like we said earlier, you would get a show that came out and then they would cancel it really fast. And so I would watch mm -hmm. really, really bad sci-fi fantasy because I wanted to support it to like encourage them to make more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can watch really, really bad, bad fantasy and I'll be fine. <laughs> as long as you keep making more. You know? You promise. <laughs> promise yeah. you promise. Promise more. Just one more season, please. Just one more season. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I feel you. I feel you there. Um, any any updates actually on 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 Martin's writing? I mean, I know that he says he doesn't want to give people updates with regards to when he's going to be finishing the series specifically. But has he sort of like at least given hints that twenty twenty four is it? You know, one new book coming out, and I promise it's not a prequel, nor an illustrated edition of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, that's a very good question. I every time I see chat. something, it says that he's writing, that he's working. Yes, on it. exactly. And then I think it like the, the books gets just maybe it's getting longer and longer, and they have to cut it into because I think they started out with a excuse me a specific number of books, and then mm -hmm. um it got bigger, like the series got bigger, and so I think and then with the TV series coming out, you know, it seems like he keeps changing. So I think I he's think, busy, right? Because he's doing like he's 
consulting on all these television series too but at the same time like I want to rush him because I want this series to be done but I don't want to rush him because what he writes is so incredible and amazing that Mm -hmm. if it takes him that long to write it then so be it just promise me that it will come out you know that he will that he will finish it but you know I never I never thought that well there was talk about the potential that he would not finish the books and the show would be finished way before he, he finished writing. Um, we never thought that that was a possibility up mm-hmm. until when, you know, the show actually ended. So, yeah, uh, you know. I don't know. Fingers crossed. I think like we just yeah. need to Again, keep, keep positive that he will finish this because he has to. Yeah, yeah exactly. He has to. Mm-hmm. So, so our number 10 was Shadow and Bone series by Lee Bardugo. Mm-hmm. Our number nine was The Inheritance Cycle by Christopher Paolini. Number eight was Sword of Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind. Number seven was Magician or the Rift War Saga by Raymond E. Feist. And our number six one was A Song of Ice and Fire series by George R.R. R. Martin. So good top or bottom five, I should say. Yeah. It makes me wonder. Hmm, or for, first half of first half of the the five. First half. I like that better. Yeah. Bottom isn't really good. First half of top 10. Yeah. Which we shouldn't even say top yeah. 10. We should just say our 10 favorite. 10 favorites. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 There you so, go. First five of our 10 favorite fantasy series. That was good. So we just want to thank CJ Edmonds for coming on the podcast. And we had so much fun. And we can't wait to have him come back again so we can do. Yay. Thank you for having me today. Five of our favorites and if you enjoy these episodes please hit the like button and subscribe to our channel so you can hit the notification bell in case uh, you need to see uh, any other videos from us that may come up on your channel or whatever it is anyway it's early i'm fine seriously I'm fine. <laughs> she'll be yes, fine too it's it's early, early fine. for you but not for me i'm okay I know. I know. I'm fine. stay awake i got my heat <laughs> it's like oh my gosh anyway so it, it, like i said if you enjoy the videos please like and subscribe and we thank you for joining us today and come again yes and ring the bell so you do not miss a thing that's right Thank you. Bye. That's right. Thank you, Angie. Thank you, Christy. See you in the next one. And uh, that gives me another opportunity to find out what I'm going to be. Well, decide on what I'm going to be wearing next. I know. I wore my Polgara (laughs) shirt, but now you can't even see it. Oh, well. (laughs) But, you know, just stand up a bit or something. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Okay, everyone. See you next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye.